Hello and welcome to the Leap of Faith podcast. My name is Lori Montgomery and I am your host uh, today. Uh, today is, um, actually I missed yesterday. So uh, we're supposed to do episode 21.4 yesterday and episode 21.5 today. So I think what I'm gonna try to do is both today so I can post them and uh, just get back on track again. I'm still in Hawaii as you can see behind me and uh, I was just waiting for a quiet time and so uh, this was my quiet moment to get to do this so uh, I apologize for missing yesterday I did upload one today apparently I did it and I forgot to post it so it's just a little crazy while I'm on my vacation <clears throat> so so I'm gonna say let's try to do both uh, chapter 15 and 16 today and uh, if you need to break it up, if you don't have enough time to do both of them, then we'll just, uh, you know, that's up to you. Uh, but let me try to, to get us back on track. So, uh, so again, today is at least episode 21.4, possibly 21.5. Let's see what happens. Okay, so let's pray and uh, we'll start our uh, time together, uh, as always, in prayer. <clears throat> Holy God, Heavenly Father, we are so grateful and so thankful to you for giving us uh, everything that we need uh, before we even know that we need it. And uh, Lord, thank you for the opportunity to bring your word into the world one chapter at a time. Uh, in today's case, two chapters uh, today. But, uh, but thank you for giving us your word and your guidance and your uh, directions um, so that we have a life that we can lead that's pure and holy and uh, and just in your will. Thank you for being our Heavenly Father and we thank you for the gift of your Son Jesus. It's his perfect and spotless blood that we know covers all of our sins and we're so thankful that he sacrificed himself on the cross for us. Uh, Lord, we ask you to bless this time in your word. We ask you to put a covering over this moment and uh, Help us to understand what it is that you want us to understand from today's reading. And uh, empty ourselves of our world and of anything that's not of you. And help us to be completely and uh, utterly focused on you. Anoint this time in your word and bless those out there who have taken the time to sit and listen and read. Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name, amen. <coughs> Excuse me. All right, so we are chapter 15. And again, I will say it, uh, episode 21.4. All right, so the council at Jerusalem. Is that right? Yes. Yes. While Paul and Barnabas were at Antioch of Syria, some men from Judea arrived and began to teach the believers. Unless you are circumcised and required by, as required by the law of Moses, you cannot be saved. Paul and Barnabas disagreed with them, arguing vehemently. Finally, the church decided to send Paul and Barnabas to Jerusalem, accompanied by some local believers, to talk to the apostles and elders about this question. The church sent the delegates to Jerusalem, and they stopped along the way in Phoenicia and Samaria to visit the believers. 
They told them, much to everyone's joy, that the Gentiles too were being converted. When they arrived in Jerusalem, Barnabas and Paul were welcomed by the whole church, including the apostles and elders. <clears throat> they reported everything God had done through them. But then some of the believers who belonged to the sect of the Pharisees stood up and insisted the Gentile converts must be circumcised and required to follow the law of Moses. So the apostles and elders met together to resolve this issue. At the meeting, after a long discussion, Peter stood and addressed them as followers. Brothers, you all know that God chose me from among you some time ago to preach the, to the Gentiles so that they could hear the good news and believe. God knows people's hearts, and he confirmed that he accepts Gentiles by giving them the Holy Spirit, just as he did to us. <clears throat> he made no distinction between us and them, for he cleansed their hearts through faith. So why are you now challenging God by burdening the Gentile believers with a yoke that neither we nor our ancestors were able to bear? We believe that we are all saved by the same way, by the undeserved grace of the Lord Jesus. Everyone listened quietly as Barnabas and Paul told about the miraculous signs and wonders God had done through them among the Gentiles. When they had finished, James stood and said, Brothers, listen to me. Peter has told you about the time God first visited the Gentiles to take from them a people for himself. And this con conversion of Gentiles is exactly what the prophets predicted as it is written. Afterward, I will return and restore the house, the fallen house of David. I will rebuild its ruins and restore it <clears throat> so that the rest of, of humanity might seek the Lord, including the Gentiles, all those I have called to be mine. The Lord has spoken, he who made these things known so long ago. And so my judgment is that we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles who are turning to God. Instead, we should write and tell them to abstain from eating food offered to idols, from sexual immorality, from eating the meal of strangled animals, and from consuming blood. For these laws of Moses have been preached in Jewish synagogues in every city on every Sabbath for many generations. <clears throat> the letter for Gentile believers. Then the apostles and elders together with the whole church of Jerusalem chose delegates, and they sent them to Antioch of Syria with Paul and Barnabas to report on this decision. The men chosen were two of the church leaders, Judas, also called Barsabbas, and Silas. This is the letter they took with them. This letter is from the apostles and elders, your brothers in Jerusalem. It is written to the Gentile believers in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia. Greetings. We understand that some men from here have troubled you and upset you with their teaching, but we did not send them. So we decided, having come to complete agreement, to send you official representatives along with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are sending Judas and Silas to confirm what we have decided concerning your question. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay no greater burden on you than these few requirements. You must abstain from eating food <clears throat> offered to idols, from consuming blood or the meat of strangled animals, and from sexual immorality. If you do this, you will do well, farewell. The messengers went at once to Antioch. 
where they called a general meeting of the believers and delivered this letter. And there was great joy throughout the church that day as they read this encouraging message. Then Judas and Silas, both being prophets, spoke at length to the believers, encouraging and strengthening their faith. They stayed for a while, and then the believers sent them back to the church in Jerusalem with a blessing of peace. Paul and Barnabas stayed in Antioch, they and many others taught and preached the word of the Lord there. Paul and Barnabas separate. <clears throat> After some time, Paul said to Barnabas, Let's go back and visit each city where we previously preached the word of the Lord to see how the believers are doing. Barnabas agreed and wanted to take along John Mark. But Paul disagreed strongly since John Mark had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not continued with them in their work. Their disagreement was so sharp that they separated. Barnabas took John Mark with him and sailed to Cyprus. Paul chose Silas and as he left, the believers entrusted him to the Lord's gracious care. Then he traveled throughout Syria and Cilicia strengthening the church there so <clears throat> what i basically got out of this and it's a it's a lot um but i don't think i need to go verse by verse um i did highlight you know just to say while paul and barnabas were at antioch of syria some men from judea arrived and were teaching the believers that they had to be circumcised so that was basically what this whole thing was about was talking about whether or not the Samaritans needed to be circumcised in order to get saved. And basically what they came to the conclusion of, and you drop down to eight, that God knows people's hearts and he confirmed that he accepts Gentiles by giving them the Holy Spirit, just as he did to us. He made no distinction between us and them, for he cleansed their hearts through faith. So why are you now challenging God by burdening the Gentile believers with a yoke that neither we nor our ancestors were able to bear. We believe this is the key. We believe that we are all saved the same way by the undeserved grace of the Lord Jesus. It's all the same. We're all the same, no matter whether you're Jew or Gentile. I'm sorry, I said Samaritans. I meant Gentiles, sorry. Um, and then if you move into uh, verse 15, I thought this was interesting because it was prophetic, where it comes, if you look at the, the little... Uh, notes at the bottom it says that uh, the prophecies the prophets predicted from Amos 9 uh, 11 through 12 and then I think it's Isaiah 45 21 afterward I will return and restore the fallen house of David I will rebuild its ruins and restore it so the rest of humanity might seek the Lord including the Gentiles all those I have called to be mine the Lord has spoken he who made these things known so long ago so obviously god is saying everybody has a chance to get saved it doesn't matter who you are where you come from it doesn't matter it doesn't matter your nationality your race your religion it doesn't matter um, and then they wrote a letter to the people uh let me see then the apostles and elders uh, together with the whole church in jerusalem chose delegates and sent them to antioch of syria with paul and barnabas and then they brought this letter that they wanted them to know that we're, we didn't agree with what those guys were doing, and this is what you need to do. Uh, you know, don't eat food offered to idols, uh, consume blood, 
uh, or the meat of strangled animals and abstain from sexual immorality. Those are big things. So, and then uh, I didn't understand. Uh, it said something about John Mark, and it does say it a couple of chap uh, verse, chapters back that John Mark departed from them, but it didn't say that he had done anything wrong. Uh, I don't, there wasn't any description of what happened. So if anybody knows what the background of that is, that'd be cool if you could send us an email about it. Uh, but it says Barnabas and uh, wanted to take John Mark. Paul disagreed because John Mark deserted them in Pamphylia. I don't know what that means, why he deserted them. Uh, so they separated. Uh, Barnabas took John Mark and sailed to Cyprus and Paul chose Silas uh, as he left uh, the believers uh, entrusted him to the Lord's gracious care. So that is chapter 15. Um, and then it's going to go on into more of Paul's uh, um, uh, ministry and mission. So um, let's go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and continue reading. So chapter 16, this is now episode 21.5, if you want to stop here and, you know, wait till later to do it. <clears throat> Paul's second missionary journey. Paul went first to Derb and then to Lystra, where there was a young disciple named Timothy. His mother was a Jewish believer, but his father was a Greek. Timothy was well thought of by the believers in Lystra and Iconium, so Paul wanted him to join them on their journey. In deference to the Jews of the area, he arranged for Timothy to be circumcised before they left, for everyone knew that his father was Greek. Then they went from town to town, instructing the believers to follow the decisions made by the apostles and elders in Jerusalem. So the churches were strengthened in their faith and grew larger and larger every day. A call from Macedonia. Next, Paul and Silas traveled through the area of Phrygia, Phrygia and Galatia because the Holy Spirit had prevented them from preaching the word in the province of Asia at that time. Then coming to the borders of Mysia they headed north for the province of Bithynia but again the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go there. So instead they went on through Mysia to the seaport of Troas. Troas. That night Paul had a vision. A man from Macedonia in northern Greece was standing there pleading with him, come over to Macedonia with, and help us. So we decided to leave for Macedonia at once, having concluded that God was calling us to preach the good news there. Lydia of Philippi believes in Jesus. We boarded a boat at Troas and sailed straight across to the island of Samothrace. And the next day we landed at Neopolis. From there we reached Philippi, a major city of that district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. And we stayed there several days. On the Sabbath we went a little way outside the city to a riverbank where we thought people would be meeting for prayer and we sat down to speak with some women who had gathered there. One of them was Lydia from Thyatira, a merchant of expensive purple cloth who worshiped God. As she listened to us, the Lord opened her heart and she accepted what Paul was saying. She and her household were baptized and she asked us to be her guests. 
If you agree that I am a true believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my home. And she urged us until we agree. <clears throat> Paul and Silas in prison. Love the story. One day we were going down to the place of prayer. We met a slave girl who had a spirit that enabled her to tell the future. She earned a lot of money for her masters by telling fortunes. She followed Paul and the rest of us, shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God, and they have come to tell you how to be saved. This went on day after day until Paul got so exasperated that he turned and said to the demon within her, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her, and instantly he left her. Her master's hopes of wealth were now shattered, so they grabbed Paul and Silas and dragged them before the authorities at the marketplace. The whole city is in an uproar because of these Jews. They shouted to the city officials, They are teaching customs that are illegal for us Romans to practice. A mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas, and the city officials ordered them stripped and beaten with wooden rods. They were severely beaten, and then they were thrown into prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure they didn't escape, so the jailer put them into the inner dungeon and clamped their feet in the stocks. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly there was a massive earthquake, and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open, and the chains of every prisoner fell off. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open. He assumed the prisoners had escaped, so he drew his sword to kill himself. But Paul shouted to him, Stop! Don't kill yourself! We are all here! The jailer called for lights and ran to the dungeon and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved along with everyone in your household. And they shared the word of the Lord with him and with all who believed in his, in his household. Even at that hour of the night, the jailer cared for them and washed their wounds. Then he and everyone in the household were immediately baptized. He brought them into his house and set a meal before them, and he and his entire household rejoiced because they all believed in God. The next morning, the city officials sent the police to tell the jailer, Let those men go. So the jailer told Paul, the city officials have said, You and Silas are free to leave. Go in peace. But Paul replied, They have publicly beaten us without a trial and put us in prison, and we are Roman citizens. So now they want us to, to leave secretly? Certainly not. Let them come themselves to release us. When the police reported this, reported this, the city officials were alarmed to learn that Paul and Silas were Roman citizens. So they came to the jail and apologized to them. Then they brought them out and begged them to leave the city. When Paul and Silas left the prison, they returned to the home of Lydia. There they met with the believers and encouraged them once more. Then they left town. All right, so uh, basically this is all about Paul's mission um, and bringing more people to know the Lord. Um, I thought in five I underlined, so the churches were strengthened in their faith and grew larger every day. Um, it looks like they were, oh, I thought this was, I put a little question mark next to this. So I thought it was kind of odd, and I'm sure somebody out there might know the answer to this, but so Timothy needed to be circumcised, but they just had a conversation about, you don't have to be circumcised because I don't know. Um, so I just thought that was kind of odd. 
Um, and then Paul and Silas traveled through the area of Phrygia and Galatia because the Holy Spirit prevented them from preaching the word in the province of Asia. Then Paul has a vision. A man from Macedonia says, come over to Macedonia and help us. So we decided to leave for Macedonia. And then they come uh, to Lydia of Philippi uh, and they preach to her. Um, and she becomes a believer as well as the rest. But I love the story of Paul and Cyrus, Silas in prison. That's when I, I can't remember the name of the song, but I, I, there's a song about Paul and Silas and their chains came free. And I'll find out what the name of that song is. Uh, but anyway, um, but, you know, they instantly uh, uh, got the demon out of that girl and of course the guys were mad because they weren't going to make any more money off of the, uh, the the girl that was telling the future and then um, at midnight Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening so they're like they're praising God in the midst of their storm basically I mean this is like the best story ever and then the doors immediately fly open after the earthquake and the jailer gets saved and his family gets saved and you know and then they kind of you know slap down the public the the uh, authorities and uh, you know and everything was good when Paul and Silas left the prison they returned to the home of Lydia there they met with the believers and encouraged them once more so um, and then they left him so that's the end of uh, these two uh, episodes. So good stuff, as always. I love that story. It's one of my favorites um, because they're praising in the middle of the storm. So people are getting saved left and right. Um, so that leads me to, um, it, if you haven't become a believer, if you haven't made a choice for Jesus, uh, this is your moment. Uh, you have to believe it in your heart, say it out loud, um, and you will be saved. So... Um, if you have not made a choice for Jesus, here is your moment, and I will lead you in that prayer. It's not a magic prayer. I'm not anybody special. I'm just going to lead you in the prayer if you need a little bit of guidance. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I know I've sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son Jesus. It's his perfect blood that washes away all of my sins, past, present, and future. Today, I will, I will live my life for you. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, congratulations and welcome to the kingdom of heaven. Uh, today's a new life. Uh, mark it in your Bible. Check off your Bible verses that you read for today. Uh, and, um, and celebrate. Uh, tell the person that you uh, might know that has been praying for you to get saved. I know that I have a little list of people that I pray for uh, who are in my heart and God knows who they are and I just hope that one day they will come to know Jesus as well uh, but anyway uh, get to a church we strongly Jeremiah and I uh, strongly encourage that um, and uh, get involved with the ministry uh, start a Bible group um, uh, do volunteer work uh, they're desperate for volunteers most churches are at least so um, and that's it for today. So um, it was a good, good 
couple of chapters. I'm sorry we did not do a chapter a day, but again, like I said, you can split it in half and do half and half, uh, however you want to do it. So, Thank you so much for uh, joining me today, and uh, I'm glad that you got uh, your Bible time in, and a little bit of time in the Word, and get to know God a little bit better. So, uh, till tomorrow, hopefully, uh, Jeremiah and I will be able to connect our times up to do it together. Uh, there is a four-hour difference between Hawaii and Texas, so uh, it might be a little challenging, but I will text him and find out if he's free tomorrow. And we can have our little bit, we can do catch-up on his on his uh, wedding, with his, his daughter's wedding, and that'll be exciting because I, I do miss talking to him. So, all right, well, uh, thank you again. Take care, God bless, and I will see you tomorrow.